This is Alexander Juan Antonio Cortez, and this is the Out of Health Podcast. So we're back in subject at hand to discuss. This is a, well, they're all fast ones, I think, but this is a fast one. And to the point, I wrote an email recently that really resonated with a lot of people, and the title of that email was Earn Your Dopamine. Earn Your Dopamine. I write this email, I wrote this email because I was exposed inadvertently to the acronym FOMO, which I had not heard before, Fear of Missing Out. And it was the definition I think was self-evident, self-evident when someone showed it to me, a fear of missing out in modern society. So you have to earn your dopamine. What do I mean by these two things? I've spoken many times on how we live and exist in information attention economy. Everything is prioritizing or at least reaching for our attention at any given time in our given environment, especially our electronic devices, especially beyond that, social media. We have so many avenues now to try to connect with people that we are in a way driven mad by it because we are afraid that we might miss something. We have that fear, the fear of missing out. We might, we might miss an update. We might miss a tweet. We might miss an email. We might miss a comment. We might miss someone liking something, someone we want liking something, hearting all of our pictures, all of our status updates. We have this fear. We have this fear, and whether you acknowledge it as a terror, which it's not a terror, so to speak. It's really a, it's a social anxiety. It's a social dynamic. We have this fear. We have this complex now where we have to be constantly checking everything. At any given moment, at any given day, we need to have our smartphone in our hand. We need to have our iPhone in our hand, and we need to be looking at it, and we need to be looking for that rush, for that rush of dopamine, since dopamine is the hormone that essentially all these social media things are engineered to produce, dopamine's the hormone that we all want to feel. Dopamine is, it's a feel-good hormone. You can read about it. I'm not going to go into great detail on what dopamine is. It's a brain hormone. Your brain produces it anytime you do anything that essentially feels good. And Facebook, Twitter, movie posters, and commercials, almost everything that you see that you're designed to chronically interact with is designed to trigger a dopamine response. Have you ever wondered why Facebook is blue and not, let's say, bright red? Have you ever wondered why Twitter is blue and not bright red? Have you ever seen movie posters and noticed they tend to use combinations of bluish and yellow-orange together? If you look around at your environment and you look around at any kind of device that you use very, very often, the colors are pleasing to you. They're not clashing. They're not disruptive colors. They're happy colors. They're comforting colors. And those colors, those product designs, those website designs, none of these things are by accident. They're not accidental. They weren't struck upon by some way of, you know, luck and fate. They were intentional. All these things in our environment, especially social media, they are intentionally designed to trigger a dopamine rush response. So we're all addicted to it. Tweets, texts, notifications, emails, Instagram, pop-ups, pictures, likes, loves, comments. We're addicted to all of these things. And the biological reality from from 20,000 BC to 2017 AD today, our brains are not any different. 
the hours in the day have not gotten longer. There are 24 hours in a, in a night cycle, just as there were 100,000 years ago. These things have not changed. What has changed? What has changed is what we leverage our attention to. You can take someone into a forest now, and they will freak out because there's nothing to keep them updated on. But if you go sit in a natural environment, you realize there is an absolute breadth and depth of detail that is utterly lacking in the digital world. At the same time, the capacity to simply look at something and take it in and observe it and let your focus, without being directed, let your focus fall upon things and let your eyes wander, we can't handle that. You can't handle that. For me to take your phone away from you literally causes you anxiety. And this is all of us. This is not just me. This is not me being punitive speaking to you. This is myself as well. We all have our phones with us constantly. We all have our computers around us constantly. We cannot be without these things. The majority of people can't go more than five minutes without needing to be, to be, to be, without needing to be fed something. We become consumers, not just of culture, not just of products, but we've become consumers of attention. It's a weird twist of irony in a way. We talk about consumer culture, about you know people, you know the the attitude of consumption, the keeping up with the Joneses, the status seeking. Yet at the same time, what are we really consuming? Are we consuming objects? Or are we seeking attention? So our consumption in an ironic twist, it's not consuming. It's the seeking of recognition. That's what we want from other people at this stage in society. We want continuous and constant recognition. And we can't handle it when we don't have it. And the cruel reality of this, we have the biological reality, we also have the cruel objective reality, perhaps you could call it, is that we're addicted to nothing. You're addicted to nothing, I'm addicted to nothing. All the likes and tweets and comments, we can talk about social media strategy for companies, we can talk about content mindset. I've talked about my own strategies for growing my audience and growing my business, XYZ. We can talk about these things and talk about the growth of you know, digital marketing, of the digital economy. We can talk about them, but at the same time, at a certain point, for every single person, from a certain very profound perspective, it is entirely vapid. It's shallow. You can post a thousand pictures on Instagram. You can make a thousand videos on YouTube. And you can be connected to nobody. You can do this alone in your house by yourself. You can live an entirely soul life and have no real physical connections with another human being except through your device. And those people are not going to show up to help you move. I can tell you that right now. I don't think I need to give specific examples. There's been much written, much made of people being catfished of people that are social media stars and their day-to-day reality is entirely mundane and not special and they're broke or destitute or poor or there's people that, you know, they appear to be successful and it's all smoke and mirrors. You can talk about these things over and over and over again. This is not an uncommon phenomena. It happens all the time. You can be on Facebook and have 5,000 friends. Do you know each one of those people? You've looked at them in the eye, you've shaken their hand, you've had a conversation with them. You'd let them watch your kids? Doubtful. Very, very, very doubtful. We've got the most powerful devices, the most powerful technological devices in human history, and we use them to make shallow connections with people that we are never going to meet, to post updates for people that cannot recognize us on the street if we saw them. 
We like cat videos. We laugh at memes. We read the headlines of articles and don't read the whole article. All these things, all these things we consume, all this attention we seek, is it making you any better as a human being? Is it making me any better as a human being? Is it filling your mind with anything that is actual in-depth knowledge or context or continuum of life? Or is it just little bits and pieces of entertaining soundbite information that you think makes you more informed, that you think means something to somebody, that you think makes you mean something to somebody? I don't know. I don't have an answer. I consider these questions as of late, simply because I've grown up in this digital age. I am adept with the technology. It is part of my social skill set to be able to use it, and I don't think anything of it. But I talk to people. I talk to people a lot. I talk to people on my email list. I talk to people on the phone. I, talk to, I have people that message me all the time. I go out into the public, and I talk to people. I've had the clients. I've had lots and lots of clients. And throughout all these different mediums, there is a very universal sentiment that's expressed of loneliness. That's the most pure way I could say it, of loneliness. People are lonely, despite all these connections, despite all the likes, despite all the followers, despite all the abilities to supposedly connect and have social leverage. People are lonely because in their daily life, from when they wake up and go to sleep, they question and they do not feel that anyone actually cares about them. Like I said, it's all shallow attention. So is it truly connection then? Maybe, maybe not. I could say that it depends on what you make of it. I could say that anyone has the ability to seek out these relationships and have them in person in the real world. I could certainly say, and I would feel confident in saying so, that social media has been positive, has been a net positive for society as a whole, and that's enabled people to have access to other people and information and possibilities that did not exist prior. But like all good things, there are cons to it as well. Nothing is universally good, just as nothing is universally bad. You know, exceptions, you know, being exceptions. So we have all these dopamine devices now. We have all these addictions we have. We have this powerful addiction we have. Are we lonely? Are we lonely? Are you lonely? And are you addicted to all these things? So what does that leave us to do? How do you break the cycle of that? Well, I think on a certain level, you need to acknowledge that you are addicted to it. <laughs> That's 12 steps 101. You have to say, I'm an addict. You have to realize that your time and attention and focus is being taken to things and by things that are probably not that important. You know, for all the times I've seen parents ignore their kids because they're on their phone, I cannot express it. Or people ignore their spouse because they're on their phone. Or friends ignore each other because they are on their phones with other people who are not their friends who are never going to talk to them. You have to know that you're an addict. You have to say it. You have to be aware of it. You have to realize that your dopamine betrays you, that you cannot focus on anything. So here's a challenge, so to speak. Here's perhaps what everyone needs to do, myself included. Here's what we all need to do. You need to earn your dopamine. So the irony to dopamine, the thing that I have not touched upon, is that dopamine response, it is not just contingent upon short-term graphic gratification. 
It also comes from long-term graphication. And things that delay graphication, tasks and processes and paths that require time. We, ironically, as a society, we hallow and admire and we idolize these things. So we idolize getting a degree. We idolize going to college. We idolize a career. We idolize mastery as a subject, as a concept. We idolize being able to sit quietly and read a book. We idolize athletic performance. We idolize so many things that require delayed gratification. But in our day-to-day lives, we don't practice those things. So the challenge then, the challenge then is to practice them, do them, delay your gratification. If you can do that, then you can discover what it means to, one, perhaps, you know, you can discover what it means to connect with people, and then two, you can discover what it means to focus upon something or someone. If you want to have powerful connections, if you don't want to be lonely, you have to make connections with other human beings. You have to do things that require you to put your energy into one thing and one thing only. He who can do one thing and one thing only shall master something and be far, far ahead of everyone else. And he who can master one thing and do one thing only shall also form connections that surpass anything you could ever have on your social media smartphone device. So there's the challenge then. That's what I'm telling you that you probably need to do. Delay graphication, put the phone down, or don't do so many things at once. Stop believing that you can multitask. You can't. And focus. Focus and earn your dopamine. Use that. Go make connections. Go use that to help somebody. Help yourself. Save yourself, perhaps. Save someone else. And maybe, hopefully, your life will be far richer for it. Otherwise, the alternative is to keep being an addict. So pick one, as I like to say. You have to pick one. With that said, I'll leave this there. Hopefully that gave you all something to think about. I know it gave me a lot to think about. And I will talk to you guys again. Good luck.